0: But I want to talk to you today about living differently, about living beyond yourself. Um, The last two years, we've seen a, a huge growth in mental health issues. I believe part of that is definitely because of what's been happening over the last couple of years. But I also believe we've gotten more knowledgeable and understanding about mental health. And so we're identifying it better. And I believe that living beyond yourself is actually part of the healing process. Now, I'm not saying it's the only part. Hear me out. I think often when we talk about subjects like this, we, um, there's sometimes misinformation or miscommunication about giving till it hurts and then to continue to give or to um, not take care of your own self. I'm not talking about that at all. I think that's wrong. I don't believe that's biblical at all. But I believe that living beyond yourself is part of the journey for health when it comes to your mental health. I believe it helps our communities. I believe it's part of what we're designed for. uh, Just recently, I was doing a workshop with about 20 youth, uh, ages 13 to 18. And I asked the whole group, there's about 20 of them there. I asked them, hey, who here likes to help people? Every single one of them put up their hands. We're wired to help others. We're wired to live beyond ourselves, to give sacrificially, to think of others. And you see that no better than in the example of Jesus's life. He lived beyond himself. He gave sacrificially. Numerous times uh, in the scripture, as he healed people, as he cast demons out, as he raised people from the dead, uh, whether he was feeding the 5,000, the 4,000, so many many times right before that, it said that Jesus was moved with compassion, or that he saw them as being lost. See, Jesus wanted to live beyond himself. He cared for others. Now, Jesus was also very big into self-care, He himself said, love your neighbor as yourself. The two are very interconnected. To love yourself, you love your neighbor. To love your neighbor, you love yourself. Um, And I think that a lot of that has to do with how you view yourself and your identity and and taking care of oneself. It's very important. Jesus took many opportunities to go alone by himself to pray or to relax, hang out with his friends and things like that. I mean, if you look at all the scriptures that summarize the three years of, of ministry that Jesus did, there's not a whole lot. I mean, I'm sure there's many other stories that aren't recorded, but obviously there's many opportunities in there for Jesus to take care of himself, to relax, to unwind. Um, and, so, uh, and then ultimately, at the end of his life, he gave um, his own life sacrificially for others. So Jesus' life is a great example of living beyond oneself. I mean, when he sent out his disciples, what did he tell them to do? He told them to go and teach about him and that's it, right? No, he didn't. He didn't tell them to just go say things. He told them to go do things. Go heal the sick, cast out demons. And they went and they did all of that because Jesus knew that we had to live differently. We couldn't just focus on ourselves. We had to help others that were wired that way, that there's huge benefits to our health, our mental health. And so much more, which we're going to get to in a few minutes. Another person who lived sacrificially, I believe, was this racer called Ivan Fernandez. Now, if you take a good look at me, you probably realize I'm not a marathon runner. I'm not a sprinter even. Uh, I love watching people uh, run, though, as well, like races. It's pretty fun just seeing the competitiveness, the training that goes on. It's very inspiring. There's so many um, stories of com- um, good sportsmanship and and teams working well together. And and this story with Ivan Fernandez is no different. See, he was in this cross-country race, uh, but he was in second. Um, This Ethiopian by the name of Abel was in front. He was in first place. But the problem was that Abel, as he was running and near the finish line, he got um, confused and he thought he'd actually finished the race. So he started slowing down and going off to the side. And Ivan kind of realized what was going on. And instead of just blowing past him and taking first place, which he could have done very easily, he started shouting at him, telling him the race wasn't over yet. Problem was, Ivan speaks Spanish, Abel does not. So he didn't understand what was going on. He was getting quite confused. And so Ivan actually took him and pushed him across the finish line. He continued to push him the rest of the race so that Abel would get first place. And of course, the, the reporters just were wondering what's going on. So they asked him, hey, why'd you do that? You could have had first place. Why didn't Why didn't you, et cetera, et cetera, right? You can imagine the questions. And he said a number of things, but most importantly, and he said, you know what? I want our communities to be like this. I think this is the kind of community I want to grow up in. Our world should be like this. And he also said one very important statement. What would my mom have thought? Um, I think all of that just really summarizes his heart For the importance of community that helping one another is needed in community. That's how we live together That's how we grow as a as a tribe or um, as a group of people The world needs more stories like that, right? And there are lots of them out there Unfortunately, not a lot of them are shared in the media nowadays now. I'm not trying to vilify the media That's a whole nother topic for another time, and I think sometimes they get a bad rap, but I mean I think it's important to realize, though, that for all the bad stories that we hear predominantly, there are many other good ones, and it's more important what we decide to do with our own lives than to see all the bad going on, right? Um, I think the Book of James talks about the importance of living differently, of living beyond oneself. Very, uh, the whole book does talk about it. But uh, this one passage I want to read to you, it's in James 2. uh, It's verses 14 to 20. And it says this, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Verse 18 says, But someone will say, You have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? And then there were, James goes on to uh, talk about a few different uh, stories where faith was uh, put into action, because, because true faith um, does cause us to act on it. Um, if we believe the gospel message, we have to act on that faith. We have to act on it. Like Jesus said to his disciples, he, he told them to go and to heal the sick, to cast out demons, not just to go teach, not to just go tell people, not to go just protest or anything like that. I'm not saying anything against any of those necessarily, but I am saying your faith drives you to action because the love that we've received, we just are compelled to love others with because we're wired that way. We need to live differently. We need to live beyond ourselves. I know it's been really difficult over the past couple of years because maybe a lot of the different areas or organizations that we've been involved in and volunteering have either closed down or shut down or it's been harder, but there's many other opportunities out there and they don't have to be huge. They don't have to be these big, big projects. They're great. Those kinds of things are great. I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying it's as simple as helping a neighbor go get their groceries, Simple as helping mow lawns in your neighborhood. As simple as, you know, um, helping out at the local food bank. Locally here we have Samaritan House. It's a great organization that helps people who either don't have enough food or maybe have none at all or don't have a place to stay. It's a great organization to help out with. The um, Pregnancy Support Center that I talked about earlier that we're doing this Um, sorry, that we're collecting formula for. It's a great organization. Um, I will put links to their websites and how to get involved in the description here as well because I think it's just those little things that help make our communities better. They also help make us better. Um, Mental Floss did this great article online. uh, It talks about the seven benefits of helping others. There's seven of them. Um, You know, I want to get them all right, so I've got them here. Helping others can help you live longer. Altruism is contagious. Um, helping others is contagious. As other people see you helping others, they themselves want to help others. Helping others may help with chronic pain. There's studies out there that are showing a link between better quality of life and less chronic pain um, and That's amazing. Helping others lowers your blood pressure. Helping others promotes positive behaviors in teens. Helping others gives us a sense of purpose and satisfaction. Uh, The APA, the American um, Psychological Association, reports that there is a stronger link between kindness and what is known as idiomatic, probably mispronouncing that Sorry. well-being. That uh, that which focuses on self-actualization, realizing one potential and finding meaning in life, that there's a stronger focus there than between kindness and uh, hed- hedonic well-being, which refers to happiness and positive feelings. Basically, what they're saying is there's a more of a connection between finding purpose when we're helping others than there is just those good feelings. Both are great. One, obviously, much better than the other. Um, Many studies out there show that our mental health is greatly uh, helped when we help others. That's amazing. We're wired that way. Jesus challenges us to live that way. The book of James shows us that our faith has to have action to it. So we need to live different. We need to be living differently. We can't just focus on ourselves. You know, humility as they talk about it. It isn't about thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less, not to say that you, like I said before, that you're not taking care of yourself, but you're realizing that there's other people in this world that you can help and do opportunities. There's lots of ways. Start small. Just take one little step and you'll find the benefits are amazing and you'll find your life, your quality of life to be better as you help others. So I want to challenge you with that, to live differently. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you for peace, to rule and reign in your life. What that means is just having more peace. I want to pray for wisdom for you. As Pastor Mike has just finished off his Uh, Proverbs series, which has been a great series. If you missed any of those messages, please head on over to our website and click the watch tab. We've got the whole series there as well. As you went through the book of Proverbs, which is a book all about wisdom. I want to pray for peace and for wisdom to be active in your life. And if you're here and you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you opportunity. I want to pray for that as well. And if that's you and you're like, yeah, I I heard what you're talking about today and I feel like that's the kind of life I want to live and I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer with me. And then I also want you to click on our connect tab over at our website at BethelBrandon.ca. And I would love for you to reach out to us because we want to get in touch with you. Um, So just pray this with me. Dear God, I'm sorry for the sins that I have committed. And thank you that you forgive me for them. I pray that you would come into my life and I commit my life to you, to living for you, and for the values that you teach in the Bible. And God, I pray that you would bring people into my life that would help me grow in my faith journey with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So if that was you that prayed along, please click that connect tab on our website and we would love to connect with you. And then I just want to pray for the rest of you, like I said, for peace and for wisdom and to challenge you to live differently, to find an opportunity to help others this week. So God, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to connect with others online, to share your word. Father, I pray that you would just be with each person that's watching. I pray that you be with uh, the um, service that's going on outside at Bethel Brandon. I pray you'd also be with Pastor lorry Laurie of Wawanisa for the final service, Lord God. I pray that you would put peace and wisdom into our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us online today. And we're so glad, again, that you chose to spend part of your weekend with us. And we would love to continue to connect with you. So head over to our website there or go over to our Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for watching and have an excellent week. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Let's continue the conversation online. Visit us at BethelBrandon.ca or follow us on Facebook.